Welcome back to the We Know Fantasy Podcast. My name is Nate with We Know Fantasy, and after a few week hiatus, the Fantasy Fro is finally back. Fro, how have you been, my man? I'm doing all right. We almost had a, a three week hiatus here because my uh, my mic decided to stop working the second we hit record. So uh, let's hope this this uh, new microphone here is okay for the crowd. Yeah, it doesn't sound too bad to me. So we hope uh, you know our listeners uh, think the same. But before we hop into things, Fro, where can people find you on social media? You can find me on Twitter at FantasyBro. And as always, my name is Nate with Weedle Fantasy. It can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Weedle Fantasy. Uh, guys, we have daily podcasts rolling out here in the Weedle Fantasy Podcast Network. I'm not going to run down through them all because you should know them by now. But every single day except Sunday, we have a new podcast that's dropping. So wherever you uh, consume your podcast, maybe it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anything of that nature, make sure you subscribe to us so you know when the latest We Know Fantasy podcast drops. Also, visit our website, weknowfantasy.com, for some more fantasy football content, including daily articles. But that's that for the introduction here. We're going to talk some fantasy football since it's been a few weeks since we uh, got on a podcast and chatted together. But over the past week, some, uh, I can't say big names, some new names burst onto the scene. And we have some new uh, players to talk about. We're going to highlight some of the big performances from week five and, uh, you know, give a decision if we think they'll be fancy relevant moving forward or if it was one of those, uh, you know, outlier type of situations here in a, a week five in this crazy fancy football, in this crazy NFL season. So let's kick it off here. Um, of course, the biggest name of the week was Chase Claypool with his four touchdowns. Um, I think this is pretty straightforward, uh, in my opinion, Fro, but, uh, we'll just have to go through the motions here. Is Chase Claypool a player that will produce for the rest of the season for you? Yeah. I mean, this is kind of the part of the season where you start to see the rookies kind of open up and start to break out. As we discussed a lot in the off season receivers, typically, you know, when they get the opportunity, Deontay Johnson went out real early in the game. You had a, was it a back injury? And they also had him out there on punt returns. He just can't stay on. He just cannot stay on the field. So, I mean, Chase Claypool. We all knew what he was capable in college. We all know why the Steelers took him in the second round. I had him in my best ball league and really uh, popped off in that. I actually first placed in my Scott Fishbowl satellite league out of nearly 100 people last week. So that was pretty cool. But I mean, as long as Claypool keeps getting volume, he's going to be a guy I want on my roster. He's he's flex worthy every single week until further notice. Yeah, I think when it comes to four touchdown performances, that's not something you can ignore. That's not really an outline situation. I'm not sure there's been any four touchdown performances that you know have then been irrelevant for the rest of the season. Um, you know, the Steelers are a team that pass the ball often. They're going to continue to pass the ball often. Um, they need to keep doing it and chase Claypool just is in the mix there. And as long as, you know, Deontay Johnson, you know, falls out of the uh, circulation, you know, Juju's going to stay there, but you know, like you said, Deontay Johnson can't stay in the field. James uh, Washington's kind of fallen out of favor there. And chase Claypool is what you want out of a wide receiver, you know, a six foot three body, big frame, uh, you know, speed on top of his muscle. So, uh, again, you know, being the Pittsburgh Steelers, I want, you know, I want my Claypool shares too. And, you know, he was probably your top waiver wire priority this week. Um, if not, we'll talk about the other guy uh, later in this podcast. But there's a good chance he was your top guy this week. And rightfully so. You can't ignore what he did last week. And, yeah, moving forward, I still think, like you said, flex. Or, you know, we're about to hit the bye weeks. and some big bye weeks coming up with several teams on bye. 
could be a wide receiver three, wide receiver two plug-in for you moving forward. So another random, this isn't, you know, Claypool wasn't really random, but this next guy we're talking about is a real random. He's on the, uh, he's on the Froze Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Fro, how about you introduce this guy since you uh, probably, uh, you know, formed a love with him over the weekend? Yeah, that was absolutely insane. You know, the Eagles obviously let Chase Claypool pop off against us, and then the Steelers let Travis Fulgham go off against them. You know, two guys who really, obviously, Claypool was a second-round draft pick, and Fulgham was undrafted free agent, been in the league actually a few years, was on, I believe, the Lions practice squad. Last year, we brought him in because we were desperate, and basically, he's turning out to be what we thought we were getting in J.J. Asega-Waitside. So, Carson Wentz loves this dude, and I don't see him going away anytime soon because Alshon is, they say he's coming back, but I don't think he's going to be the Alshon we're accustomed to that we saw in, you know, 2016, 2017, and Deshaun Jackson can't stay healthy to save his life. He has no motivation at all. And we know the Eagles are going to be playing from behind nearly every single game because they start high schoolers at linebacker. So, I mean, Fulgham, if you if you need a receiver, I'm grabbing Fulgham if I can't get Chase Claypool this week. Chances are, you know, he's going to see 10 targets a week until further notice. Jalen Rager won't be back for a few more weeks. Zach Ertz has been getting doubled every single play. So, right now, I'm going with the hot hand. The only player I want in Philly other than maybe Miles Sanders. Yeah, you pretty much touched everything on the head there. Uh, again, something like 13 targets isn't an accident. This is someone that you're looking for if you're tossing the ball 13 times. Double-digit targets is not something that just kind of pops up and doesn't you know, have any relevance to it. But many didn't know, you know, even last week before this Pittsburgh game, he caught a touchdown against the 49ers in that victory. So he, he's been there for this is his second week here where he's been involved in the Eagles. And like you said, uh, this Eagles team is desperate for pass catchers. You know, injuries left or right, and who's on, you know, they who's who else is out there? Greg Ward is like their top guy, you know, their most yeah. experienced wide receiver in the list behind him is just, you know, non-existent really. So Carson Wentz has been playing some good football the last two weeks. After a slow start to the season, the Eagles are looking like, a, you know, a team that we thought they may be, even though the pieces that are, are there are not who we thought they'd be. But uh, again, this is a guy that, you probably, you know, if you didn't get a clay pull, you probably had him next up, and rightfully so. PPR games, even no, 152 yards and a touchdown last week on, on 10 receptions, averaging 15.2 uh, yards per care, or reception. Don't forget, this was against a Steelers team who, you know, on paper have one of the best defenses in the entire league, especially secondaries. They're real strong there. So, uh, you know, it, it, it was a great performance there, and it, again, didn't happen out of chance, in my opinion. So wide receivers, let's talk about one more wide receiver, then we'll talk about some running backs. Uh, a guy in Miami going off against the 49ers, Preston Williams, you know, last year tore his ACL in his rookie season come back, and now he's looking like the guy that they thought they were getting in a, in a Preston Williams. Uh, you know, this team, Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, again, is playing hot to start the season. Uh, therefore, the wide receivers are going to benefit. Preston Williams went for 106 yards and a touchdown last week on five targets. He's seen at least five targets in three of five games thus far, two touchdowns on the season. Outside of this game, though, he hasn't really had any fantasy relevance besides, you know, really hasn't had anything besides this game. You know, have the Jets, Rams, and Cardinals the next three, and Fitzpatrick's really starting to roll here as the uh, Dolphins have put up at least 31 points in the last three games. Um, 
or 31, 23, and 43. So he averaged it out to about 37 points a game. Uh, I don't think he is a player that, you know, you're instantly grab off the waiver wire and slam him into your flex or slam him into your wide receiver three spot. Again, the production wasn't there up until this week, which was a surprise, honestly, six yards and a touchdown. And, uh, you know, one of those came on a big play. So that takes some of that away from you. Uh, Fro, you on the same page here? You think Preston Williams is an actual talent that you need on your fantasy football team? So Preston Williams is a guy a lot of people were high on in the offseason because of the way he played last year when healthy. He played eight games last year and then obviously missed the other eight when he tore his ACL. And he actually outproduced Devontae Parker last year when he was healthy on the field. And then Devontae Parker in the second half of the season really took off. Um, And then we saw, you know, obviously Devontae Parker helped win a lot of people's championships. Um, So Preston Williams, as you know, you know, any normal casual fantasy player knows that ACL tears typically take close to a full year. I mean, look at what Alan Alan Robinson did. It took him a while to get back to where he is now after an ACL tear. And it's really not a surprise to see him start so slow. So if you can, if you need a wide receiver and you're in a deeper league, 12 man, 14 man league, and he's out there, I would grab him and stash him because the way the Dolphins offense is rolling right now, it's very encouraging. Fitzpatrick is a clear cut QB one. And, Obviously, they had Devontae Parker, but he can't, he's not always healthy. They're going to be playing from behind a lot of high-scoring games. So I'm not I'm not running out to snag him as my first priority. I have him as like a sixth, seventh priority this week because there's a lot of other players that we, we need to target before him. But I think we could see kind of what we saw with uh, Parker last year where he maybe he helps you in the playoffs, maybe he helps you win a championship. Yeah, he's definitely worth a roster spot but I don't think he's near the level of the last two guys we talked about is all. Uh, let's talk about some running backs here. Daryl Henderson, uh, you know, moved into the, you know, running back one situation there in uh, Los Angeles. I know uh, I know the likes of Cam Akers missed some time, but he's back now. And even though uh, that's happening last week, uh, Henderson played Washington, which is a good defense, honestly. He went for 68 total yards and a score. You know, he's had a, a game over 100 yards this, this season, an 81-yard game this season. Uh, this Rams offense, you know, is hit or miss. They'll score 17 points one week or 32 the next week. Kind of no in-between there uh, when it comes to this uh, Rams offense. Have 49ers this week uh, who just got embarrassed by the Dolphins, so we'll see how that goes, which Ram team shows up. But if you're going to beat the 49ers, you're going through the air. They're still relevant on the, uh, you know, run defense, so... Uh, there's that, and they have Chicago, which is a good defense, and hit Miami after that. Uh, Daryl Henderson, fro, is he uh, is he a top priority when it comes to waiver wire? Well, you know, waiver wire. Actually, this is a unique situation because most waiver wires, and say ESPN or Yahoo, aren't being processed till tomorrow morning. If you're listening to this on Wednesday night when it drops, right? So uh, yeah, I forgot about that. So you know, a little bit special extended waiver wire wish list type of podcast here. Well, uh, where is Daryl Henderson ranking uh, in terms of your waiver priorities? So the whole Rams backfield is really rough as as all. You know, it's between him. Obviously, Akers is supposed to come back, and then Malcolm Brown is in there. I mean, you, you just you're not going to be able to pick. This reminds me of the Ravens backfield. There's you know three real realistic options that could be playing, and ultimately it just lowers the value and performance of each other. You know, this week could be Henderson, next week could be Akers, and then maybe Akers takes off. So I find it really hard unless you're desperate for bye weeks or 
you know, maybe a, a game gets, you know, postponed again, unless you're desperate. I'm trying to avoid that backfield as much as I can, but it is great to see, you know, at least one Rams running back every week is usually up in the top 12. It's just trying to figure out which one it is. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, Patriots backfield, like you said, kind of hard to uh, pick which one. Cause you, you know, if it's, if, it's, if you're like my luck, you choose one and it's definitely not him. That's going off that week. Uh, next here, we're talking about Chase Edmonds. This is a guy I would like to own. I'm not going to lie about that. Arizona offense is doing some things here or there, and they have a nice next three games slate. They have Dallas, Seattle, and Miami. Some, uh, you know, very weak defenses coming up, especially against the pass. And that's where Chase Edmonds has been steadily involved the last two weeks. Six targets in each of the last two weeks. He had a receiving touchdown against uh, Carolina two weeks ago. Had a rushing touchdown last week uh, against the Jets. He's not seen a ton of rushing uh, attempts but he's seen enough to mix in with his targets and receptions there on uh, the receiving side that make him fantasy relevant. Uh, definitely a guy I want a, a before Daryl Henderson. Kenyon Drake is definitely struggling. There's no doubt about that. Um, uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, you need to get this guy on your team. If he's still there, he's probably up in about 50 to 60% owned now, maybe high forties. I'm not sure what you're at. You know, Drake's continuing to get looks, but he's struggling to do anything with these. He's getting a ton of touches, but, you know, last two weeks he had 2.69 and 3.33 yards per carry in those games. Getting touchdowns here or there to save uh, save uh, his weeks. But he's also not being involved in the receiving game at all. And that's pretty much dominated by Edmonds. Yeah, so Edmonds, hell, let me see here, ESPN. Yeah, he's it's 62% he's in. Obviously, you know, last week he went, he did pretty good as well, but... For the uh, per opportunity attempt, you know, Edmonds is actually ahead of Drake right now. Drake is actually right next to Edmonds in the, the you know, just for uh, total points for the season. But Chase Edmonds has had fewer opportunities and just, just showing that he is the clear better running back right now. And like you said, Drake's just not getting the targets that we saw last year. And that is why, you know, I was comfortable drafting him in the first two rounds, but that looks really bad. But again, this is why we talk about handcuffing your players. Obviously, guys like Edmonds, we knew actually had standalone value, and we're seeing that. You know, obviously, we know what's going to come up here in Minnesota with the injury. So, this is why you handcuff your players and you even get more of a bonus. Say you have Chase Edmonds and Drake, you can start them both. We said that about Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. You could start them both each week, and now Kareem Hunt is filling in for the injured Chubb, and you won't miss a beat. Yeah, you brought it up there. Handcuffing your running back, especially in this year, is so important. And, uh, you know, there's teams where you get, you know, a flex value and an RB2 and RB1 value. Uh, you know, we thought that was what was happening here in Arizona, but Drake continues to struggle uh, there. But, yeah, speaking of handcuffing your running backs, if you're a Dalvin Cook owner, you best have Alexander Madison on your roster. Uh, Dalvin Cook went down with a groin injury. Uh, he's questionable, hasn't practiced yet this week. Uh, they did state that, you know, there is no plan to, if he's a, a, somewhat of a go, to bench him this week to go through the bye week. I don't see him realistically playing this week, and that's why Alexander Madison was my top priority added this week. If he was available there, he is across, you know, the 30-some leagues that play, and he is my most owned player. Uh, are mainly, you know, part of it is because I'm a big fan of him as a Boise State alumni. Um, but beyond that, he's just a... You know, one of the best, if not the best, backup running backs in the league, excluding, say, the likes of a Kareem Hunt and, you know, Nick Chubb situation there, uh, where you have two RB1s. But Alexander Madison, without Dalvin Cook, is an RB1. Last week, Cook went injured. 
You know, he had 20 carries, 112 yards, uh, a few catches out of the backfield, three receptions. So there's another three points on the two uh, 24 yards. There's five, six points right there on top of your 112 yards, you know, and almost a 20 point performance there out of, uh, you know, uh, Alexander Madison, who, you know, only played partially the game when, when we saw, uh, Cook go down, and he gets Atlanta this week. Again, we know Atlanta's defense is rather poor. Uh, Green Bay and Detroit moving on. Uh, this is the uh, Atlanta week that we would see if uh, Cook is to sit this week and go through the bye. So Atlanta is not a good defense, especially against the run. So we'll see what happens there. But I think you have to agree with me here, uh, Fro. I'm just going to throw it out there. You know, Madison you know, had to have been one of your top, if not your top, waiver priority this week. Oh, yeah. Number one, no question about it. You know, I put him up there. Obviously, it's Claypool and Fulgham we talked about. And there's a lot of good quarterbacks out there. Uh, you know, like uh, Fitzpatrick is absolutely popping off. Yeah, 20-some percent owned still. Absolutely. I mean, I'm over there debating between if I want to pick him up or Andy Dalton because I know Andy Dalton, you know, plugging into a Cowboys team is going to play from behind every single game. is going to be throwing it a ton. And, you know, could potentially – he's not going to be what Dak was. You know, Dak was the top three – quarterback but Andy Dalton's going to be a top 12 quarterback every week with some serious upside but for the full season Ryan Fitzpatrick is quarterback six right now he's behind Kyler Murray and what Dak Prescott has done and it's it's pretty impressive and his numbers are they're good they're very good and as long as he's playing obviously you know Tua could be coming in in a couple weeks but until then if you need a quarterback or you're really looking for that upside advantage Fitzpatrick is your guy this week but you have to get at uh, you have to get Madison. If you hopefully you owned him, if you read our draft guides and you were patient enough, you know week five isn't that long to hold on to a backup. But Edmonds is not Edmonds. Well, Edmonds as well. But Madison is gonna he's gonna start this week and potentially I've seen Cook could be out anywhere two to six weeks. So that could be a huge. It could be looking at a Mike Davis situation. We saw Christian McCaffrey go out, and I just tweeted about how he was the top waiver ad so far this season, but Madison could cha- make a run for his money if he plays a couple weeks. Yeah, this is what, you know, type of stuff that turns your season around. Say you're sitting here at two and three, and you go out and grab yourself an RB1 that's going to play two or three weeks to give you two or three wins, and just like that, you're back in the playoff pitcher. That's why waiver wire is so uh, important, and that's why not to get down on your team so early in the season. There's so much more to go, and so much things can happen, and, you know, even if you're one and four, there's chances that you can make the playoffs, man. You know, a lot of times that last season is around a 500 mark. So just going to run here and Alexander Madison could lead that run for you. Just as like a Mike Davis has been a crucial part in uh, many people or many teams uh, runs thus far. And you spoke about it, Andy Dalton, uh, a great ad there with that high powered Dallas Cowboys offense. That's clicking all cylinders. Still, still can't win games. though because that defense. You said the Eagles are filled. The linebackers are filled with high school talent. I think the entire Dallas Cowboys defense is filled with high school, <laughs> high school talent, man. No one can do anything on that side of the football. But, uh, yeah, there's that Ryan Fitzpatrick, even, you know, more own people. Teddy Bridgewater's doing stuff in Carolina. That team's three and two, uh, you know, surprisingly, you know. Uh, but there's a lot of stuff going on the waiver wire this week. And it's very important to be playing it still and not, you know, sitting idle saying, even if you're undefeated, say you're five and oh or four and one and you're like, oh, my team's good. I don't need to play the waiver wire. Then next thing you know, the three and two team or the two and three team picks up Alexander Madison, plays you next week knocks you right off and you could have easily, you know, maybe we, you had number one priority depending on what type of waiver system you had or you won the FAB bid. And, you know, next thing you know, you add an RB1 on top of your undefeated season or your 4-1 and one season, you get two or three more wins out of an RB1 that you add in the waiver wire. 
Uh, but you know, some people may have sat idle because, hey, I'm five and zero. Oh, I don't need to address anything in my team. Uh, complacency is not your friend here, especially in fantasy football. So make sure you're still playing your waiver wire. There's a ton of crucial situations out there. Uh, something to talk about real quick. The Jets surprisingly cut, you know, Le'Veon Bell, who we had a higher expectations the last two seasons out of New York after his, uh, you know, scuttlebutt situation there in Pittsburgh. He's now unemployed. What was he cut yesterday? So he's about 24 hours unemployed. Obviously he's going to be picked up. And, uh, I think, you know, Fro and I were talking before we kicked off this podcast, the bears are a leader. The Eagles are in the mix. And of course you'll get the names of every other team across the league because, you know, he's still, he's still a pretty, pretty decent value. Um, Honestly, anywhere but the Jets, he increases his fantasy value. You agree with that, Fro? Yeah, I mean the Jets. We've seen it everywhere. Player plays for the Jets. Their value is horrible, and then they leave the Jets, and all of a sudden they're they're a god fantasy player. So anywhere Le'Veon Bell goes, he's going to be much better. We we know what he can do, and he really hasn't got that much wear in New York, and they didn't really use him that much, and they sure as heck didn't use him the right way. So. I see right now the favorites are the Bears to sign him, which would make sense, you know, with Cohen out. And the Bears are actually playing really well, so I wouldn't be surprised if they try to go out and get a veteran like Le'Veon Bell. And I talked, I, I was telling you before we kicked off that the Eagles, you know, don't necessarily need a running back. They're very confident in Miles Sanders as a three-down back, but Le'Veon Bell could be a wide receiver. That's essentially what he does. That's what he did in Pittsburgh. That well, that's what made him such an elite talent. So. If he goes to the Bears, he's going to be used the same way. He goes to the Eagles, he's going to be used the same way. It's going to be real interesting to see what happens. I've also heard rumbles. Of, obviously, it's all speculation right now, but maybe even the Chiefs right now, especially since uh, Damian Williams uh, held out the season before we even kicked off. And we know how Patrick Mahomes absolutely loves throwing to his receiver, his running back receivers. And Clyde Edwards-Alaire hasn't been that great after that first week so it'll be really interesting to see what happens with these with Le'Veon Bell yeah keep an eye on that situation it might even be a thing where he might hit your waiver wire because someone drops him because he's unemployed or someone's given away for real cheap and he ends up in an ideal situation and you know Le'Veon Bell still is an elite talent uh you know I don't think he played he didn't give it his all obviously in New York so I think uh this is a time where you could pick up a guy for absolutely nothing and, you know, could end up being a fantastic uh, run for you down the road, especially with as many injuries as we're seeing thus far this season. Um, but before we hop off here, Fro, I know it's been a while, but how about we do some pickums? Let's see where we left off here. Uh, let me roll, scroll down here. Last time you were on, let's see. You are 32 and 16 for the season. And I am, I am, where am I? 47 and 28. So listeners do your math real quick to see the percentages there before we uh, roll on here. But real quick, let's blast through these. There's no Thursday night football uh, this week, guys. I'm sorry to report that. So uh, don't try to turn on NFL network tomorrow evening or today, whenever you listen to this and expect a game. That game was pushed because it included the bills who played on Tuesday night and a surprising defeat there to the Titans. But speaking of the Titans, the first team here for oh, Texans or Titans. Gotta go with the, the Titans. I'll take Texans this one. I like how they're playing after losing Bill O'Brien. Ravens at Eagles. I'm going Baltimore. Ugh, gotta go with the Ravens here. <laughs> Eagles season's not looking pretty. I know what you wanted to do. Falcons at Vikings. Fro, who you got? <laughs> gotta go with the Vikings. The Falcons Eight are not years. doing much. 
Yeah, that uh, Falcons team is not very good at football. Browns at Steelers, a good one here. What was these uh, an undefeated five and or four and zero Brown Steelers and a four and one Browns? But I'm gonna take the home team and go Steelers here. I'm gonna go Browns here. The Steelers haven't beat anyone that good. Honestly, they're combined. I mean, they, right now every team they've won, they've beaten it has one win, maybe two at most. So I think that uh, that Steelers secondary is way too vulnerable. The Browns are gonna take it. All right, Bengals at Colts, bro. Gotta go with the Colts. That defense is nice. Yeah, defense uh, there takes it for me. Lions at Jags. Not really concerned about who wins there, but I'll take uh, take the home team. Give me Jacksonville. Yeah, hopefully Minshew can do a little something, especially without Chark, most likely not to play. All right, Chicago, another undefeated team at Carolina. Three and two surprise. Fro, Oof. what do you got? I gotta go. I gotta go with the Panthers because Teddy Bridgewater he doesn't lose very often. So I think Panthers get this. I'll take the opposite just to make things fun here. I'll take the Bears, and uh, you know it's a very good football team this year, which is odd to say. Washington at Giants, another classic matchup. I'll take the football team. <laughs> I'm gonna go with the Giants and get their first win. Yeah, the football team here gets a gets a victory. Classic. All right, Denver at Patriots. Uh, Fro, who do you got? Gotta go with the Patriots. They're heavy favorites. Yeah, I'll take uh, I'll take the Pats, and I think Cam Newton may return this week. We'll see what happens there. All right, here we go. Jets at Dolphins. With the way Miami played last week, I'm going Dolphins. I'm assume I'll just I'll just write in Dolphin for you too, Fro. Yeah, the Dolphins are a <laughs> heavy favorite as well. All right, Packers, Tampa Bay. Ooh, Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady. I'm going to take uh, Aaron Rodgers in this one, though. Yeah, I'm going to go Aaron Rodgers. I think it's going to be a close one. The Tampa Bay team's been a little underwhelming. A lot of injuries, though. Rams at 49ers on Sunday night football. Hate to do it, but I'm going Niners. <sighs> I'm going with you. I'm going Niners at home in a close one. Yeah, I think they have to have a bounce back. I know it's 2-3, and three, but this team is still super talented. So this is the pushed game from Thursday night. We have a Monday night early game. Uh, Chiefs at Bills, two one-loss teams, I think. Yeah, two teams that just lost actually got smoked by their opponents this week. It's going to be a great those, How about those Raiders? What was that? Yeah, that's the Raiders. You know, that's that's what they can do. But unfortunately, they're not consistent. But this Chiefs-Bills game is going to be so good. I'm going to go with the Chiefs. I don't see how they lose this. Yeah, I got to take the Chiefs, too. I don't see them losing back-to-back games Uh and then the cap of this of the week is uh, Cardinals at Cowboys. Any Dalton start for the Cowboys? Um, give me give me Cowboys in this one. Yeah, I think they're gonna win that as well. I think that offense is still pretty good. Yeah, and I want to put a, you know, the, the the Arizona offense has been inconsistent at times thus far this season. But all right, guys, that's it for this week's podcast. This special one, no Thursday night football. And there's still time if you're listening to this on Wednesday night to process those waivers. So make sure you're playing your waiver wire. And take our advice. We know a thing or two. Fro, where people find you on social media? You can find me on Twitter at Fantasy Fro. And my name is Nate with We Know Fantasy. You can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at We Know Fantasy. Check out our daily podcast here in the We Know Fantasy Podcast Network. can be found anywhere you can listen to your podcast, especially where you're listening to this one right now. And check out our website, WeKnowFantasy.com, for some more fantasy football content, including daily articles. All right, guys. Until next week, we'll see you. Peace.